Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. everybody, I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from my secret bunker high above the earth. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> I'm Vengeance. See, we've been, we've been doing Batman on Bingeworthy, so L's got Batman on the brain. Batman is confused. How can your bunker be in the sky? <laughs> it's a sky bunker. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you can have a bunker within a facility. It's oh. like the dumb flying base from Black Widow. That movie was also pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't go to that one as your point of comparison there, bud. <laughs> I just I just wanted that that flying fortress to not crash. They can't help themselves. They put a flying fortress in a movie. It will crash. It will. Yeah, yeah, imagine how much cooler that movie would would have been if at the end of it they took over the Flying Fortress as their base of operation for the good Black Widow squad. Yeah. What, but what do I know? I'm not, I'm not yeah. Kevin Feige. <laughs> no, you're certainly not. Oh, anyway, uh, I hope we, we have amused our audience with our patter, and now it is time to amuse our bushes with our, our most recent segment of the show, New Edition, but I, I think I like it a lot. Yeah. It's time uh, for, the, for the up top, amuse bush uh, <laughs> this week. For everything that's not quite news. And yes, uh, yes uh, which is uh, it's always a tight rope walk for us because technically it happens before our content warning. So we have to be a little less punchy with it. So let's keep that in mind while we talk about Ron Watkins. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's everyone's favorite authentic Wagyu cowboy uh, because boy, howdy, he looks super comfortable in that cowboy get up. Uh, He is, I guess, officially on Arizona's ballot now. Good for him. 
Yeah. All right. Now, what a tremendous opportunity for, for Ron Watkins. Before we got started, Mike, you you had let us know you you'd started to let us know what you exactly have to do to get on Arizona's ballot. So you want to take us through that real quick? Uh, each of the various districts, um, they require a small number of signatures um, of qualified voters. It's it's three percent of qualified voters in the district. And each of Arizona's districts uh, for Congress uh, vary in signature requirements from 5,024 to uh, under 4,000 and a bunch. Actually, under 3,500 in one of them. So 3,448 is the smallest one. So it requires an incredibly small amount of effort to make it on the ballot in any of these districts. Like Again, 5,000 votes, you're in, in in almost all of them. You need 24 more to to qualify in that one. So Ron Watkins managed to obtain some thousands of signatures on um, his petition to make it onto the ballot. So congratulations, Ron. You managed to find enough uh, QAnon-addled supporters in your district to run around to the local shopping malls and supermarkets to get people to fill out, to sign their names to things so that you can be there. And uh, Ron was very uh, proud to broadcast to everybody that this incredibly minor formality for real candidates uh, was something that he did before anybody else did. He's the first man on the ballot officially in Arizona. And the one thing I would like to, I would really wonder about Ron is um, did he actually, um, did he get uh, extra signatures? Because in a lot of these, a lot of these things that happen, like third-party candidates or ballot initiative questions, what will happen in a lot of these cases is if people actually care and they don't want you to be on the ballot or they don't want your ballot question to make it onto the referendum, uh, they'll file challenges against signatures. So a lot of the groups that do these things will. Um, make it a requirement to get like 25 to like 50% more signatures than they need. So if there's ever a challenge put against you and a bunch of your signatures get thrown out as fraudulent, you still have enough uh, signatures to meet threshold. So you you surpass it. So I'm really wondering if Ron just like literally made it to the bare minimum and was like, I'm good, I'm in. And if anyone bothered to like challenge him, they'd find that like half of his signatures got filled out by the person running around filling them out themselves. Like this whole page is in the same handwriting. What's going on here, Ron? I don't know. The guy said he had the people sign it. You, so, you, so you're saying there's a, a possibility that old Ronnie Watts might not be on the up and up with it. Wow, the, I, the, the Smith family is huge, and they all love Ron Watkins. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I again, I have no idea, and I don't think no, anyone. I, can, I, I don't think anyone cares enough about Ron to make a challenge to knock him off the ballot. But like, if somebody did, I don't know how likely it is that all those signatures would hold up to scrutiny. And I feel like he probably didn't put in the work to get the overkill that usually happens in these events. Like, uh, I don't remember if it was in the last election cycle, but there have been, like, things where 
actually, now I remember, like Kanye had a bunch of his uh, ridiculous third party candidacy um, signatures scrutinized by the Biden campaign because they knew what people were doing with the Kanye campaign. Yeah. And this happens a lot with like third parties where like a Green Party or a constitutional party candidate will get on the ballot and immediately the major party that's being siphoned votes from is like, check their signatures. They're bullshit. I want I want to see that. And so like that kind of like um, legal warfare is something that is often waged during these sorts of events. And I truly doubt that Ron scampering to the uh, clerk's office in Arizona going, here's my signatures. I made it. I, I get like if he actually knew what he was doing with a campaign, he'd be like, I now have enough ball- enough signatures to make it on the ballot, but in order to fight deep state fraud that will attempt to knock me off the ballot, I need even more signatures. And then he could get more names and more emails and more people on his mailing list, and that's what a smart person would do. I feel like the best thing they can do is ignore this guy and not give him any oxygen. Oh, but- yeah. How could you possibly ignore him? Haven't you seen his photo ops? He looks like the, he looks like the world's worst G.I. Joe action figure. <laughs> like he's with, with his Wagyu cowboy hat and his AR-15 standing in front of Trump's border wall that doesn't work. It's just like, who, who, wants, to, who wants to play as that guy on the schoolyard? So oh, he, yeah. has, he has so much free time now that he's not being Q and yeah. not, like, not writing Q drops. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that's funny is, oh, he was in a, uh, he went to some Arizona meeting, town hall or whatever, to yell at, pe- yell at people. And he was wearing his hat indoors. Because that's now the Ron Watkins brand is his is his white hat. He's not even cool enough to wear the Wagyu black hat that was that was his thing for so long. Now he's officially cowboy Ron Watkins with with the white hat that he doesn't even take off when he's indoors. So yeah, uh, congratulations. Well, maybe at Ron. some point he won't look like he's wearing his daddy's clothes, but like you know his his, his like a different daddy than his actual daddy who also couldn't pull off that outfit. <laughs> no. Uh, so m- m- moving on from world's worst GI Joe action figure Rod Watkins to some real uh true American heroes. Uh the USA trucker convoy has been trying to do a thing and they have been encountering uh not necessarily the resistance not necessarily the like the specific type of resistance that we had anticipated but certainly some amount of resistance uh mike what's been going on with this usa trucker convoy uh well as uh as we've seen on social media uh they were paralyzed by a biker that got in front of one of their trucks and then just considered continued to pedal along the road while the truck couldn't get around them and was left to futilely just be mad behind the the person pedaling an actual bicycle. Uh, on top of that, they've been, they've becoming more and more uh, unhinged and angry. Um, they recently boxed in a Tesla on the highway and then started yelling at the Tesla driver and because uh, like, electric car bad, even though like a lot of us like Elon Musk a lot because he's a weirdo billionaire who posts memes on the internet and seems like he was, I don't know if not like pro Russia, at least like anti anti Ukraine question mark. So they were doing that kind of stuff. Uh, one thing that was really bizarre was one of these rigs, which is again, a truck, was playing an ice cream truck song, like blaring it out of its speakers. So for a group of people who are obsessed with calling their enemies pedophiles, 
you would think the last thing on earth they would do is have a truck blaring music that would attract children to run towards that truck and then be disappointed that it wasn't an ice cream truck and what the fuck are you doing? But that's what they were doing. They were just like, you know, you know, make this rig of ours really pop off ice cream truck music. Let's, let's dash the hopes of some children as we, as we drive by them slowly pinned behind a Tesla or a bicycle. I'll bet you 10 bucks. They thought they were doing the opposite. We're like, we're going to play ice cream truck music and like, show these pedophiles. I, I I mean, they just keep losing to DC traffic. And that is hilarious to me. This yeah, turns this- out if, if your goal was to sort of infuriate, uh, infuriate motorists and prevent people from getting where they needed to go. Uh, the beltway already does that. It's, it's like, it's baked into traffic in that area already to be infuriating and mostly useless. A lot of the time I've been yeah, stuck yeah. on the beltway. It blows. It's famously it's, it, bad. It's not, quite, it's not quite LA, but it is. It's pretty rough. Yeah, the the one time I had to deal with the uh, the Beltway, it was not a great experience. Uh, it blends into my experience of having to pay several thousand dollars through all of New Jersey's toll booths to escape that bizarre pit of hell. But um, yeah, the they've the trucker convoy is also now getting mad at the people running the convoy because they're starting to what? wonder they're starting to wonder what exactly is the point of this? Like what are we even doing here because all we're doing is getting stuck in traffic every few days and we're not getting a lot of attention or uh interest in what's going on. And one of the people that's like one of the founders of uh, this movement, uh, Brian Brazy, is like, hey, what we're doing isn't a waste of everyone's time. This is this is great. We're totally sending a message to the, 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 the D.C. and the swamp about what we're what we're protesting, even though they probably could not articulate what they're protesting at this point, because there are no mandates. I mean, nothing, nothing that was happening in Canada is happening here. They're just angry Republicans that are mad that their orange god lost an election. Like a hundred years ago. Yes. It it actually was only like a year and a half ago, but it was COVID time. So it might as well have been an entire epoch ago. (laughs) Yeah. We could start using different letters after the years now. Once once COVID is actually done, I'd be fine if they're just like, BC now stands for before COVID. Now there's AC for yeah, after COVID. Yeah, once that uh, once that army vaccine gets uh, fully uh, goes through all the trials and actually works against all the strains of COVID, and we can just get the army vaccine and be cleared about all this shit. That year needs to be like one AC, one after COVID. We just start just scrap the old calendar, clean slate, fresh start, moving along. My, uh, yeah, my use of the word epoch reminds me, or it doesn't remind me, but it, it, it leads me to a question. Do we suppose there's a nerdcore rapper out there named Epoch Shakur? And if not, there should be. <laughs> and with that, I feel like we should probably play our content warning and get into our headlines for the week. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, one, it's a good thing I played the content running real quick here because I remembered one last little thing from the idiot Grifterland that we were dealing with. And because also L brought up Epoch, which made me thought he was going to uh, segue into the Epoch Times. But that's my, uh, that's what, my value. In, in what fucking universe would I have ever done that? I don't even right. know what that is. Right. That's why I realized that was wrong. <laughs> really weird for me to start segueing into things I have no knowledge of. That'd be yeah, awesome. Uh, I, that, that would make weird. me the, the king of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I realized I had made a terrible mistake. That's why I said that. But, oh, the uh, former writer for the Epoch Times, Brian Cates, who is a now just full-blown QAnon weirdo trying to run that right-wing grift, um had got into a spat with Lynn Wood, uh, also resident QAnon lunatic, because Lynn Wood had uh, somebody go to Brian Cates with information about Hunter Biden's laptop. And Brian Cates was like, I've got that story from a million other sources, buddy. I don't need it from you. Fuck right off. And then Lynn Wood was like, hey, Brian Cates, guess what? You're a pedophile. And... Because that's how that's how these people operate. Like literally, they're just children hurling insults at each other. And now you actually have QAnon grifter on QAnon grifter ruckus, where the pedophile slur is being thrown around with abandon. And my favorite part about it is people just throwing themselves on the fainting couch, being like, "How dare you, sir? How dare you call this gentleman that terrible word?" It's like. You call everybody that. Literally, our top story in the headlines is going to be about that. It's the only thing you people do. So the fact that you can't believe that that got turned around on you, <laughs> it's like, it's just fuck right off. Like, this was always how it was going to turn out, idiots. Like, you, you didn't, <laughs> did, you, did you read how the Salem Witch Trials ended? It, when, when they called the wrong person a witch and they were told to stop. That's when it ended. But guess what? Everyone's a witch in these situations. That's how it works. Well, everything's a nail to a hammer. Yes, exactly. Me, 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 me thinks they doth protest too much, etc. All oh, the ways I can say the thing I would love to say without actually saying the thing I would love to say because that would get me in trouble. Yes. So make of that what you will. Right. I re so, upped my, my dose of salatinol and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm perfectly here. I am. I'm ready to I'm ready to give you the the podcast millionaire experience. That isn't the Joe Rogan experience because apparently he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Must, <laughs> yeah. must be nice. Sure can. And, and like, be on the radio 25 years ago. Can I say whatever the fuck I want? And Spotify's just like, oh, we, we couldn't wait to have you say whatever you'd like. <laughs> with, with, the, with the mildest of content warnings, which only makes you seem more mysterious and controversial. So people got to tune in to find out why they got this warning on him, bro. Yeah. Content warning. Joe Rogan is sorry if you're offended by the truth. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. Uh, Thanks if, for the heads up. If you're yeah. my cousin, you just you just think he gives good interviews. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, yeah, my, my, fa my, my favorite interview tactic is to try to conduct the whole thing with a cigar sticking out of your mouth. It makes, <laughs> it makes the audio experience really rich and great. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine That's being somebody who's like trying to get into like the audio engineering game and you have it like the, the Sophie's choice of having an opportunity to get it on Joe Rogan's team? It's like, oh, well, on the one hand, 200 million listens a week or whatever. But on the yeah. other hand, Joe Rogan. You, you, you build that reel. You, you, you. <laughs> You get that on your your CV, and then you're just like, after a year, you're like, and I'm out. Like, 
Yeah, and then and then you re- then you have to really you you have to really prepare your 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 couching it like for for when you when uh, other people bring it up, they're just like Joe Rogan experience, huh? And you're just like, yeah, well, it just you know it seemed like a good way for me to get like to get used to like the big audience. I don't necessarily agree with all the shit he says, and like I'm pretty sure the vaccines work, and I don't think anyone should be using the n word, and you know certainly not all the time. <laughs> Uh, certainly not white people uh, ever, and certainly not white people all of the time. So, uh, no white person listening, not even while rapping along to your favorite song. Exactly. Why should uh, I have to it's... modify their art, man? Uh, because that word's not for you, it, fucking idiot. Just, just replace it with the word fella. It works just fine. Yes, yes. that's what I do. That is yeah. what I, that's genuine, that, that was genuinely my tactic. I came up, like, I, I figured, I figured that that was going to be my move like five years ago and I've never looked back. It's just uh, like, yeah. it's, it's better than just trying to like, like self-censor yourself by not saying anything in those moments. Uh, and once you get your brain trained to do it, it comes out seamlessly. Fella. Uh, yeah, I, I've been... a fella who tried to run game on a fella. It also makes everything sound a lot more wholesome. Yes. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Brockhampton again and, uh, Man, I say fella a lot. <laughs> well, I, I think it's unfortunate that you're listening to, listening to Brockhampton, unless you mean that one song, in which case, good on you. But the rest of their catalog is uh, rough. <laughs> that's not that's not their fault. That's my fault, because my favorite song by them happens to be the rap song they made as a goof when they are, in fact, like a 12-person boy band or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about nonsense for long enough. Let's get into our headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So against all sanity and reason, uh, it sure seems like uh, Joe Biden might actually get a Supreme Court nominee through. Now, I say against all sanity and reason because the Republican Party has made it pretty clear that uh, they're not interested in letting any president that is not a Republican get their nominees through. Uh, And when it comes time for uh, Daddy Trump to get his nominee through, that's going to turn around time on that two weeks. How many did he get? Three? <laughs> he got three. He got three in four years. I think Obama got two in eight. So it's, uh, yeah. Well, Obama was supposed to get another one. They fucking, they were just like, nah. No. no and, 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 and instead of literally anything happening to any of those people, <laughs> it, 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 like the our government, broken though it is, just decided, you know what? Sometimes the Republicans can, in fact, just say the president can't exercise his authority. They could just be like, no, we don't think so. The president's just like, hey, I think I want to do this thing and uh, that's within my powers. And the Republicans are just like, nah. And instead of those people having any sort of, you know, legal action taken against them or whatever, uh, the Democrats just sit there. They're just like, we're sad about this, but we're not going to yeah. do anything about it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And 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 it, it was it wasn't even like really an issue in the election between Trump and Hillary, except for the fact that people were like, "Hey, you need to vote for the Supreme Court here." And people were like, "Don't you tell me what I have to do? You, you, she stole it from Bernie, so argle bargle." And it's like, great. Now we're now we have actual shithead Republican senators doing interviews on TV talking about. You know what court case I think they got wrong in the Supreme Court? Interracial marriage. I think that should be, I think that should be left up to the states. <laughs> Which I mean that is that is just an aggressive mask off moment where you're just like, fuck it, white supremacy. I mean Yeah, that's an atomic take. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, my yeah. my my current levels of medication prevent me from saying <laughs> that I would really love for them to just sort of push harder the white supremacy thing, so that way they can get checked most hard. Yeah. They're just like simultaneously, yeah. simultaneously very pissed off about the fact that whites are not going to be the majority in our country, or maybe not even are the majority in our country right now. And also, let's keep taking it to these non-whites. It's like, yeah, at some point, uh, you know, what's going to happen there. Not good stuff. Just because yeah. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Like maybe maybe you could be that punchy when you're in the majority, but when you start like losing your majority, uh, like fucking uh, like like a cliff being eroded by the steady progress of time, uh, at some point you're gonna crash into the ocean. And mm, I hope I'm there for it. Oh god, make our make yeah. our pre podcast noises. Yeah, the the thing that's like so funny about this is Elle has brought this up previously is that. White people, you're still going to have all the money. Like, calm down. It's going to be, you're going to be fine. Like, this generation of white folks is going to shuffle off their mortal coils, pretty much ensconced in power and white privilege, in period. If you're actually, like, worried that maybe four or five generations down the line, lily white skin won't be a blank check for success and prosperity, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's not your problem, really. Just, I don't know, try to be more empathetic. Try to actually care. Try to not actually have that be a thing that that matters. I've never been like someone who's been like, holy shit, I'm white. And that's such a great part of my existence. It's more just sort of like, yeah, because I'm white, I get to like skate on a lot of shit. Yeah, what, once I found, once I once I realized what what privilege was, what my white privilege was giving for me, like whiteness didn't be like you know if if I ever thought in my fool headed like teenage years that like white was an identity, uh, quickly that fucked off, and I was left with just realizing that whiteness is convenience. It's just the most. It's easily the most convenient part of my life. It's like being white and being male are just so convenient. <laughs> in, in that order because every day i get to see uh people that are male but not white get shot or tasered or beaten by police officers so i'm just like oh that really that really calls into view where the hierarchy is here be white first for maximum convenience be male second for the yeah. convenience kicker yeah oh like uh what, what l just said there i'll never forget about this one day uh i had an ipad on my passenger seat of my car and it fell to the floor and then managed to kick under the seat. And I don't know why that so annoyed me, but it did. So I just pulled into this parking lot of a business. This was late. And I reached under my, uh, the seat, fished my iPad out, then put it back on my passenger seat. This cop rolled up on me and then like said, Hey, why and he walked over to my window of my car and was like, "Hey, why did you park in this in the parking lot of this closed business?" And I said to him, "My iPad fell under my passenger seat, so I just stopped to fish it out." And he looked at me and he just turned and walked away. He had no response to my ridiculously stupid excuse for why I just did what I did. And it was just like it was like if I was not me, aka a white guy, there have been more questions. He would have taken my license. I would have had to sit there for a while. No. The moment he looked at me, he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this dumb dumb just said this to me. It has to be true. I'm out of here. Bye. 
bye, you're a waste of my time. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah, being white and being male are both pretty great in terms of, like, this horrible society that we've built where white male people are at the top of it, which is why it is so inspiring to see uh, that Joe Biden has uh, put forth this uh, woman of color to be the next Supreme Court justice, and uh, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, yes. I, I'm going to, like, ma- mask off. I'm real excited that Clarence Thomas is like uh sick. Uh <laughs> I'd be fine if that guy keeled over. Uh because we need to get some Supreme Court seats back, and that's how it rolls. Yes. I, I that... feel like at some point our country should probably look at lifetime appointments to any position and just be like, why was this ever a thing? Yeah. <laughs> why did that's... we ever decide that, that for life was a good time for somebody to have a a, a position of such power? Like <laughs> I love how we managed to figure that out when it came to like monarchs and shit. Like America never had kings, but then at some point it got to the point where we're talking about like the highest court in the land and the people responsible for like building the foundation for that. were just like looking at each other over tea and biscuits and just being like, so uh appointment for life. Everybody go yeah, with that? hundred percent for life for the, <laughs> for the, their whole lifespan. And everyone was just like, yeah, sounds good. It's just like, yeah, how, sc- how did that happen? Scotus, li- I guess people just lived shorter lives back then. Also, no term limits on senators has genuinely fucked us so many times. It, well, the six year terms also, it's just like you, you barely, you barely have a chance to like pull them out of office. And once they sneak in for another six years, you forget about them. So like that whole, everything about that is like not great. One of the things really funny about that is that we have the Supreme Court justices for life. The FBI got founded. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover became like the first head of the FBI, literally became a power mad tyrant that terrorized presidents. The moment Hoover dropped dead, uh, I think it was Nixon who was in charge at that time, was like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, we're going to pass some legislation that the next head of the FBI has a 10 year term. Uh, we're not doing that again. Uh, let's let's put an expiration date on that one, man. Yeah, even a even a broken clock is right twice a day. Holy shit! So it's like the fact that like we had one FBI director, and then we're like, whoops, that was a bad idea for a lifetime appointment or no actual sunset clause on how long they can reign. But the Supreme Court has lasted over two hundred years, and we we haven't tinkered around the edges on that. We haven't been like, you know what? Maybe after 20 years, you have to step down. Maybe something, something, I don't know. Maybe, like, uh, Clarence Thomas, he got onto the court when he was, I think, in his 40s. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's been around since Pappy Bush, and he's still, like, only in his, like, mid-70s. It's, like, just really ridiculous that, like, literally nowadays, uh, when I see someone getting nominated for Supreme Court, the first thing I just check is their age. I'm like, how long are they going to be there? And, yeah, and I love uh, I love how like you know conservatives, uh, specifically Republicans, uh, they, they love just like taking cracks at Joe Biden because of how old he is. I mean, let's not get into the fact that he's only like two years older than Donald Trump or whatever. Uh, but they're just like they they love the idea of their president apparently just being like this young, square jawed, like fucking action movie star. But they want the highest court in the land to be packed with conservative corpses, like just like literal like as long as they have the majority they don't care just actual like like actual nine (laughs) witches on the panel uh as long as we have the majority we don't give a fuck let's go and it's just like ah yes another opportunity for a republican to be a hypocrite can't can't get enough of that sweet sweet hypocrisy (laughs) i mean it it was just like they literally just did when they when they 
oh God, when McConnell like stalled Obama's pick for over a year, I think, or, or just yeah. less than, and then mashed through Trump's last pick uh, under the wire. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, and nobody seemed to care enough then, and certainly nobody cares now because nope. uh, the the average American. Uh, is a stupid person, which is a bummer because our listener base is, uh, I'm assuming, like pretty heavily weighted towards Americans. Um, but that's just sort of the way of the world. I'm not necessarily saying that you are stupid, but I am probably saying that all of your neighbors and probably family members are stupid. <laughs> Take that, our listeners. Of, um, no, 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 not our listeners. The friends and families and neighbors of our listeners. Yes. And, <laughs> and you know what? If you would like for them to become less stupid, introduce them to the Adventures in Hell World podcast. And uh, have them donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. <laughs> we'll get them up to speed. We'll make them smart. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So uh, we, we have this. Uh, we have Biden's pick. And they're in the process of being uh, confirmed, uh, which I'm sure is going super smoothly. But even ahead of the confirmation process, it turns out our, our, our good friends across the aisle in conservative wackadoo yeah. land where we're engaging in smear campaign tactics to try to make her seem like the true evil Satan. Because they were just like, our 6-3 majority on this thing is not strong enough we have to make sure to get all of our knives out for this woman of color and really make sure that our base knows that yes we support white nationalism boy did they get dunked on a lot but their base doesn't care their base loves it so uh uh, judge kbj who hopefully will be justice soon uh Josh Howley started this ball rolling, and uh, with the, with claims that she is soft on pedophiles, that like child sex crimes, <laughs> that she was not sentencing people strongly and harshly enough when the cases that were put before her involved uh, child pornography, and um, Democrats have proven like the, the, her track record has been like listed. This is all bullshit, but. This whole thing about child pornography is just a massive dog whistle to QAnon and these communities that this woman is bad, that uh, she is part of the deep state, and and that means that she has to turn a blind eye to their terrible crimes against children. And the the through line that we have going right now is, of course... QAnon is desperately trying to uh, recycle Hunter Biden's laptop to make it a news story again um, because the son of the president matters for reasons, question mark. Well, the, the last administration showed that they, the, the everyone in the fucking administration matters. So, well, they were, his kids were his administration, whereas Hunter Biden has nothing to do with, he's not, he's not in the cabinet. He's not talking to daddy and telling him to bomb Syria because they, because they made him sad. Uh, like Hunter, but Hunter Biden's laptop, um, people are talking about Hunter Biden's going to get indicted very soon. How the laptop contains all these terrifying, all this child porn or allegations that uh, uh, Hunter Biden himself is a pedophile. So, the logic here is we just uh, transmute Hunter Biden's pedophilia onto Joe Biden. So the president is also a pedophile. So, of course, the president, who's a pedophile, nominates uh, KBJ, who is soft on pedophiles, so that when the day comes when the Bidens are brought before the Supreme Court to stand trial for their crimes, because that's how American, the American legal process works, they will have an ally in their back pocket who will aggressively condone their horrifying uh, crimes against children. And 
And uh, also on top of that, because uh, Lindsey Graham today literally said, let's go back to the child pornography cases, which was just fuck you, Lindsey Graham. On top of that, while he was talking about that, he also brought up George Soros, which was at least the second time I've heard Soros' name brought up during these hearings, which is, again, another massive dog whistle to QAnon and these conspiracy theorists that the evil, rich Jewish guy is funding these corrupt activists, judges, and prosecutors to undermine America and bring about the New World Order. Yeah, and for those of you who were listening at home that were wondering why we edged you for 15 minutes with nonsense uh, before like bear- getting into the meat and potatoes of this confirmation hearing, uh, this is why we're talking about it on our QAnon show, is because they're just using it as a massive platform to try to to curry favor with this like QAnon crowd by hitting all the right conspiracy buttons. And I mean... Like, you know, we, 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 we sometimes make a joke that, you know, what's, what's bad for the country is good for our podcast, but I mean, shit, man, this stuff like this is getting fucking scary. Like the, the fact that the fact that the, the courting of this particular subgroup of conservative conspiracy theorists is like getting to the highest platform in the country, like, uh, you know, a Supreme court justice, uh, confirmation hearing, like, People need to start taking notice of this. Like we need, we need to start figuring out how to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> yeah, it's getting out of control. Like MTG never should have gotten elected, and here we are. Uh, as I've said before, the Republicans turned a blind eye to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She she won the first leg of her primary, and there was a month or so before the runoff between her and a bog standard Republican who is exactly the same thing as her. And no one in the Republican Party was like, hey, this QAnon lady, should we actually stop her? Should we put money behind her opponent? No, fuck it. Let her win. We don't care. Yeah. And that's just like so ridiculous. And um, Media Matters has a tracker for QAnon candidates running this cycle. There are now over 100 candidates who have endorsed some view of QAnon. Uh, running for some office like that hundred sounds it, the hundred is bad and it is bad but some of them are running for like state senate state house or that kind of stuff they're not running for the actual house or the actual senate but this is an actual thriving thriving part of the republican uh party is QAnon adherents openly proud admitting it QAnon adherents and the Republican Party isn't slapping their hands down. They're not saying, bad, bad QAnon promoter, bad. We're not going to let you do this anymore. Uh, Laura Loomer, uh, who was the Republican nominee uh, for in, in Florida for the House of Representatives in one district, and she got sm- smashed, but she still won the Republican primary. Uh, she today had a post about how uh, this the KGB confirmation hearings are proof that down the line, uh, if the liberals get their way, you'll get the death penalty for misgendering someone. <laughs> and, and 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 Laura's running for Congress again. I don't know if it's the same district or not because of the redistricting this year, but Laura has a chance to win another Republican primary. So you're going to have a clown who's literally said that liberals will kill you for misgendering people in a few years if they have their druthers will actually be the standing Republican nominee for a House seat in America. I know that normally uh, it is the way of podcasting to just roll through such trivial mistakes, but I will say that I think it's funny that you accidentally said KGB confirmation. 
That's, <laughs> that's not exactly the sort of mistake we want to make in this current climate. Hey, I, I love I love Rounders that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You can be here first on Adventures in Hell World. Uh, Adventures in Hell World, colon, uh, KBJ for KGB. Let's go. <laughs> yes. But, uh, oh getting... Could you imagine if her initials were that? They would be losing their mind. Yeah, I mean, well, whatever. Bar- Barack Hussein Obama became our president. And he was great for eight years. So, I mean, <laughs> like, if names have power, it would have to be a stronger name than that to, <laughs> to, to fucking. It would it, like it would just be like now we're 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 here to confirm Obama, Hitler, uh, Judas to, to the Supreme Court justice position, and, uh, th- and then maybe maybe even then no traction on that. Uh, but yeah, so the, 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 the I caution you, dear listeners, to, to be <laughs> to be afraid of our current Republican Party and uh, the the way of the world that they uh, seem to be engaged in. Which is to say that in order to be successful, you either need to be courting this QAnon thing uh, that nobody seems to know about. If you ask them, I don't even know what QAnon is, and yet their talking points are always Never heard just of it. laser focused. Or you need to be willing to swallow Daddy Trump's tiny orange mushroom. Uh, which uh, our, our, apparently our friend Mo Brooks has forgotten about. Uh, so uh, having having turned away his 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 precious lips from the white shroom or from the white shroom from the orange shroom, uh, apparently he has started losing Daddy Trump's favor. What's going on with Mo Brooks? And also, who the fuck is Mo Brooks? Yeah, and so I ask you. So uh, one of the senators from Arizona, I mean, not Arizona, Alabama, which in case you didn't notice is very Republican. Uh, one, the, there's an open seat in the U.S. Senate that obviously is going to go to a Republican in Alabama. So every idiot in the universe that wanted to be a senator from the Republican Party is gunning for that seat. And uh, Mo Brooks, who was a representative from Alabama, had won the endorsement of Donald Trump and even went so far as to put that in his uh, name on Twitter. It was, he was Mo Brooks endorsed by Donald Trump. Um, At some event, uh, Mo made the unbelievable mistake of telling people that we have to move past the 2020 election, that we have to focus on winning in 2022, recapturing the presidency in 2024, and that, yes, I mean, probably with some eye-rolling and, like, whatever, you look, obviously the Democrats cheated, yada, yada, but, hey, spilt milk under the bridge, we got to move on, let's let's do this. And uh, once the God Emperor heard about Mo Brooks's heresy, about moving past 2020 and just trying to deal with the events that are bothering America today. Uh, Trump declared Mo Brooks to be quote unquote woke, which is apparently the most hideous slander you could lobby against a Republican. So after declaring Mo Brooks to be woke, he then said that he retracts his endorsement of Mo Brooks and will be looking at the Republican uh, primary field in Alabama to find a new pick for Senate shortly. So uh, pound stand, Mo Brooks. How dare you tell anyone to get over 2020? I'll never get over 2020, you piece of shit. Well, Mo Brooks, Mo Problems, I've always said that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> So uh, d- does this actually mean anything for the, the race in Alabama or is it just funny because it's just yet another instance of somebody daring to just be like, oh, maybe Donald Trump did legitimately lose the election and hit just throwing a fucking like a big piss baby and throwing an orange shit fit and making sure that people's like political careers are over because he's still got that sort of juice somehow. 
Uh, it's really hard to say because um, that the Republican primary there is just massive. It's like an eight-person field, and Lord knows what you could actually do in order to uh, make yourself stand out in the crowd. And obviously, having uh, Trump's endorsement was a feather in Mo Brooks's cap that made him stand out over all the other. Uh, schmucks and lunatics that are that were trying to wedge their way into the public consciousness and now that he's lost this who knows i mean right now obviously all the staffs of all the other uh schmucks trying to win this primary which will be again unless literally alabama standard for electing a republican to the senate is not be a credibly accused pedophile and then only barely because this is the state of Roy Moore, where that man was perilously close to still winning a Senate seat, even after being credibly accused of being a pedophile uh, by countless uh, women. Gates is like strolling up to the counter with his hands in his pockets, and then he sees the sign that says no pedophiles. He just turns around and oh. walks away. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's like that scene with Grandpa Simpson walking into the, the fucking uh, Maison Derriere. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, all of these other Republicans that are in the primary mix, my God, I mean, they absolutely have to be just chomping at the bit to try to get the God Emperor's blessing upon them so that they so that they have a chance to be the one that will uh, be the nominee that will then win unless they are credibly accused of pedophilia. And then maybe they'll still win anyways, because, again, that election was way too <laughs> close for comfort. Do better, Alabama. Do better. Before anybody yells at us on the internet, I know that it's champing at the bit and not chomping. And so does Mike. He just misspoke. I, I yeah. assure <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> if there's anything I do, it's misspeaking. I am the king of it, so... Yeah, well, that, that's the, the thing is that, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard a podcast in which somebody didn't accidentally, like, say a dumb thing that's, uh, that was obviously just misspeaking, and then, you know, you just you just power through it, except in the instances where you're accidentally calling KBJ KGB, in which case you get called out on it. Or when you accidentally say chopping instead of champing, then you get called out on it. In fact, anything that Mike Rain says, he gets called out on it. <laughs> As well I it's what we're here for. Straight to jail. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, so that, that's uh, that's the truth about Mo Brooks. And uh, the reason I said that is because I'm going to use it as a seamless and incredible segue into our discussion of the week about uh, Trump's social uh, platform, Truth, which is supposed to be uh, uh, is supposed it's, to at this point have been the the incredible free speech platform 
that everyone had always been waiting for where you could get on there and uh, show pictures of women's breasts and talk about how much you love Hitler it's and all that stuff. It's the home of Q. It's the new home of Q, Al. So, uh, so what's going on with True Social? Has has anything uh, has anything gotten any better over there? A little, little, little better at True Social? Uh, not really. Um, people are slowly finding their way onto the site, which is making them very happy and excited. And... Um, Michael Flynn actually made a post about how uh, Telegram is now currently censoring itself, which is true. Because I think Telegram is actually on app stores and, st- and stuff. You can actually download Telegram, unlike Gab, which is just so absolutely toxic that like no actual real entity will dare touch Gab. But um, so Truth Social... So, Flynn was basically saying, well, Telegram's getting censored and Gab isn't very user-friendly, which is the dig he had at Gab, which I'm sure made Torbs punch a window when he heard that. And Flynn was just like, I'm just waiting for the day when my big family of digital soldiers can all join me on Truth and it'll be wonderful. And that was just another um, subtle way for saying, hey, QAnon, come to Truth Social. And QAnon's aggressive, I mean, Truth Social's aggressive courting of QAnon is so overwhelming that um, their fake Q social media account that we've talked about previously, even though that account literally said, hey guys, I'm not actually Q, this was all a joke, calm calm down, relax, this is just for funsies, uh, the QAnon promoters are like, no, you're the real thing, we believe in you. (laughs) Only Q would say that? Only Q would deny Q's Q-ness. So this nonsense has led to uh, one QAnon promoter uh, declaring that he believes that Q will post on H on Kun for the first time in over in going on almost two years now, and that the post will only be to confirm that he is now posting on Truth Social, and we will then follow them there. And my real question about this is is that sounds more like to me that Jim and Ron Watkins are negotiating with Truth Social to just sell the cube identity intellectual property to them. And that these QAnon grifters, one of them is being tapped to actually write this shit. Because like Dan Scavino and Devin Nunes and all these other assholes who kind of know what they're doing, they probably know they can't actually write like quote unquote Q drops on Truth Social. They don't have the voice of Q down. So they need one of these assholes to do this for them. And another QAnon grifter, I actually saw uh, people talking to him and he was like, hey, I made it on, I'm on Truth Social, everybody, uh, blah, 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 join me there. And someone asked him, what is your handle on Truth Social? And the guy replied, Q, which. Nice. Um, <laughs> Whoops-a-doodle. Yeah, which which this guy is small potatoes. Uh, he actually wouldn't rate because. Um, as previously mentioned, Q on Truth Social got his account before Trump did. Th- that account was baked into Truth Social from the jump. So there, they would not have hired this guy for that job. He would not, he didn't have the cachet to get an account that early. But again, he wants to have that rub, and he wants people to believe he is the one posting on that platform. So hey, why not take that swing? Why not go for it? Because. The people running that account don't know any better. They they don't know the inner workings of all these grifters and con artists. We should so, just uh, we should just start a movement where we just Spartacus this motherfucker. We all just claim to be Q. Uh, 
Uh, the Avengers of Hell World podcast is proud to reveal the true identity of Q is me, L. L, oh, L equals Q the whole time. Wow. Oh, man. I, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's me. So the Avengers of Hell World, uh, so, so uh, Mike Reigns, who is also Q, and myself, who has always been Q, uh, we decided that one of the many ways we were going to try to to capitalize on the Q brand was to make uh, this podcast, Adventures in Hell World, where we uh, devils advocated uh, by claiming to be a bunch of liberals and playing both sides of the field so that we could grift uh, two ways. So um, and, and we were and then we were fortunate enough to find also Q Sarge. Uh, yeah. So it's a me. The, the, it's a me. Well, welcome to the three Q podcast. Yes. Hey, uh, Q did state in a Q drop that only 10 people are have the full picture of what's going on and are on Q, are on Q team, and three of them are non-military. So L, L, L and me are two of the non-military. Sarge is military, so doesn't count against that quota, doesn't hit that salary yeah, cap. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. And so um, we're going to create a new tier on our Patreon for like, I don't know, $250 with only seven slots available, you can join as the other seven members of Q team. And that's, that'll be the canonical Q team. And, but again, um, Q team only, six. Yeah. <laughs> Q team six, the 10 people on Q team six. Exactly. But unfortunately we can only accept one person who without military uh, background, because again, Q made it clear. So and if you want to be that person, go ahead and head on over to our Patreon. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> You, I'm not saying you have to be, but I am saying you have to be a member of our Patreon to be considered for Q Team Six. Yes, absolutely. Which, uh, and and I have to say, uh, for legal reasons, that Q Team Six is not affiliated with Seal Team Six, but is instead a riff on the Bionic Six. Yeah, uh, because my my my, partic- my particular brand of Q is I'm the Q who makes pop culture references to the cartoons from the '80s. So. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, what the fuck is uh, L slash Q talking about now? Uh, it's a cartoon from the 80s called The Bionic Six. So you can go check that out. I think they had a big big robot gorilla. One of them was like baseball themed. It was very strange. These were a strange time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they were weird. Everything was a toy commercial. Everything was a toy commercial. Uh, you know, it was just, it was so crazy. Like people were fearing nuclear apocalypse and like, you know, everybody hated Russia. It was just an incredibly bizarre time. Uh, not unlike 2022, uh, in which people are afraid of nuclear war because we all hate Russia again. Uh, specifically because Russia has decided to non-consensually enter Ukraine and in doing so, uh, has done nothing but make Ukraine look incredible. Every time I see any coverage <laughs> yeah. coming out of Ukraine, it's like, wow, what what a unit of a country. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but, uh, of course, QAnon, uh, they don't see it that way. Because Vladimir Putin is uh, second in their hearts only to Donald Trump. Uh, they love how he rides horses, uh, horses shirtless. And if he says that Ukraine is filled with uh, American... Uh, bio labs and therefore and Nazis apparently and therefore needs to be defeated for those two reasons and whatever other reasons he could cook up on any given day. Uh, QAnon is going to back that play. So Mike Reigns, what's going on in the world of QAnon as it pertains to the unfortunate uh, and dreadful uh, military action happening in Ukraine right now? And for the record, I will say once again, the Avengers in Hell world stands with Ukraine and hates war. So <laughs> hot yeah. political takes, war is bad. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Even I think war is bad, and I was in one. 
would be i don't know a war criminal sarge just randomly yeah and also that that's not something to hang your hat on dog i've been i've been part of the war on drugs for like 30 years or whatever since i was yeah, born i was, were, I was yeah. drugs won you dude, were in a losing war i grew up well i mean hey russia's gonna lose a war right now baby <laughs> they are losing to uh american and european made handheld anti-tank missiles and yeah it just like that, that, like a small farming town just fucking uh, just ate putin lunch <laughs> just like they were just like hey observe our mighty russian tanks and these farmers are just like observe our mighty entrenched position yeah <laughs> observe our our german made uh panzerfaust m1a's <laughs> and they're like oh you don't like nerds. nerds yeah yeah oh yeah. man so the the story of what is happening in ukraine is pretty much that Ukraine is the ultimate cesspool of corruption, child trafficking, bio labs, Nazis, even though if you actually... Um, this is all according to QAnon, not according yeah, to us. Is, no. This according is, yeah. to reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I, I, very much against reality and what reality uh, ascribes to what's happening here. Um, all of, all, every ill that has ever happened in the history of the universe is pretty much part of the deep state's operations inside of Ukraine and Putin going into Ukraine shall cleanse the, uh, the world of this evil and, and, and save us all from these terrible, bad, deep state, awful monsters. Now, what's really funny about the fact that um, they love to talk about, uh, oh, the, uh, the Asov group and the uh, Ukraine is just uh, full of Nazis and how bad they are, is that um, QAnon is very much of the mindset that, you know, Hitler wasn't actually the bad guy in World War II. It's... Um, yeah, we're record scratch noise? What? Oh, yeah. Um, so much of... Um, so much of QAnon's mythos is that Hitler was but a puppet of the deep state and um, that the deep state was playing both sides in order to make more money. Because they all they all they love talking about how war is good for business. When if, if you look at what happened to Europe after World War Two, it was a bombed out fucking ruin. Uh, basically, the only country that ever had a real good go of it in wars is America when the war is in Europe and we could just build shit and they can't bomb us. So yeah, we well, have this. It largely doesn't affect us. You, ju- right. you just have to hope they don't roll double sixes twice, in which case you are totally fucked. Yeah, I don't get those heavy bombers. And then yeah, those, those super bombers are no joke. Jahaiko <laughs> <laughs> bombers. Yeah, yeah so. So uh, they will. They will first. The first level of QAnon's red pilling when it comes to World War II is both sides were equally bad because uh, Hitler was merely the puppet of the bad people that made him go to war, and then then the bad people had the other side uh, fight him so they could make the big bucks selling weapons. Level two of that was Hitler was actually the good guy in World War Two, and oh, what? yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Hitler was actually fighting the New World Order, which of course was a Jewish-run conspiracy against Germany. Yeah, and yeah, he was he was yeah he was doing everything on the up and up. Um, they they like to uh, conflate uh, the the Bolshevik Revolution with Jewish people. Uh, the Jewish Bolshevik conspiracy is often cited as being proof of this. And 
this then gets into this whole thing where uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, that was the toppling of that evil uh, globalist New World Order enterprise. And then Putin takes over and he's the good guy because, again, the Soviet Union was the bad guys uh, because Jewish people. And now you have Putin, who's a strong Christian, um, pro-Russia, pro-nationalist, anti-globalist guy running the ship of state. So now Russia is super duper triple X good. And they're fighting the real Nazis who are now transmuted into being bad guys, even though, again, even though, again, Hitler, Hitler was at worst a neutral, dumb puppet and at best a good guy when you actually like listen to these people. Uh, I remember Joe M, one of the big QAnon promoters, was like the big one of the biggest like uh, red pills is finding out what the Holocaust was really about. And it's like, what does that mean, Joe? What are you talking about? And yeah. Holy they, shit. What? Yeah. They, they, they have all these ridiculous um, dark concepts one thing that they like to talk about is how uh the people the rothschilds and all of the actual power behind the scenes they aren't really jewish people they're just like they use the jewish badge as a way to deflect criticism of them by declaring anti-semitism and that the rothschilds ran world war ii staged the holocaust to kill real jewish people just so that after world war ii was over they could use that to found israel and shield themselves from persecution by calling you an anti-semite if you bring them up for it it's the most pretzel logic bullshit you could possibly imagine and uh my brain hurts even saying it but this is the this is the world i live in and it's magical yeah holy shit well, boy, howdy! They they weren't expecting uh, they weren't expecting wrinkles in their in their uh, the fabric of their plan in the form of people like me who are not anti-Semitic but also disagree strongly with most of Israel's policies. <laughs> Turns out you don't have, you don't have to be an anti-Semite to dislike Israel, and disliking Israel does not make you an anti-Semite. <laughs> no, yeah, and Israel has shown that they are for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They've just told. Ru- Ukraine, you're like, you should just give up to Russia, right? You don't. Yeah, well, I mean, it like it turns out that if you're if you're pro-Israel, you do have to sort of be about the idea of one country just sort of being where another country already was. <laughs> like that's sort of like their whole thing. <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're we're gonna make a place for you, and that place is gonna be this place that already has people in it. It's just like you know, it's it's modern day colonialism. It's like it's like how Christopher Columbus discovered discovered America and all of the people who had been living there for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. He was like, "I have discovered all of this," and they're just like, "Well done. We've been here for a long time. We have like infrastructure and everything." And he's just like, "Yeah, but I discovered it, so shut up." Yeah, it's my. And they're now. just like, "Also, the Vikings found the place even longer before you white people did." And he's just like, "Yeah, but still, it was me, and I was the one who did it." Yes, good on you, Christopher Columbus. And for hundreds your... of years. People in, in, in America are going to learn that that is how it went down. Christopher Columbus showed up and he was just like, I've discovered this place and I'm here to bring civilization and the Lord to all of you uncultured people who are already living here. And uh, our school books told us that that was all peachy keen and hunky dory. And that is the way that uh, Republicans would like uh, very much like for the Civil War to be taught in school, too. Yeah. <laughs> Heroic state government loving Southerners fought a war for no reason 
uh, other than to maintain their ability to govern themselves uh, against the treacherous North. And yes. there was not, there, and there was nothing else, nothing yeah. else. Had, there was, that was all that went down and <laughs> let's just, let's just forget about it. And then Abraham Lincoln showed up and he gave, he gave his Gettysburg address and he did nothing else before being assassinated. Yeah. It's and, so, uh, it's so weird that we don't read the entire emancipation proclamation in school, all two pages of it, usually just one. And they never talk about Columbus's journals where he documents taking child sex slaves. He's like, be, 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 be. no, that never happened. <laughs> hearsay. It's all hearsay. <laughs> Your honor. I would like the defendant signed confession stricken from the record on the account. That it, makes case, it makes my case look very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to strike this, uh, this here supposed evidence from the record and, uh, from the, from this case, because it makes my, uh, my, my, my client look very guilty. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's so weird that the evangelization of Abraham Lincoln didn't really happen until around World War II when America desperately needed heroes. And I'm not saying Abraham Lincoln was a bad president. He just wasn't the fucking, cartoon character uh saturday morning superhero that we have him to be now well that's not what our textbooks are going to say in places like alabama and mississippi no. and uh, uh, other other weirdly non-northern states uh that are going to teach that abraham lincoln was uh the messiah for all these uh african americans who made the journey from africa to america of their own volition because they wanted a better life just like the irish because boy howdy if irish people like telling you anything it's that they they're just like, yeah, we were just like the blacks. And it's like, no, you were not. And also don't use that term. It's very offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, everybody needs to recognize that whiteness can be revoked or given at any time in America. The Irish, the Italians, uh, on and off again, uh, Jewish people are allowed to be white and then have it taken away. Irish and Italians have it pretty firmly now. But uh, at any moment, you can have whiteness, a.k.a. power, taken away from you that's not like but it cannot be bestowed upon a non-white no which is the problem with privilege is that you you can't you like no matter matter how much you try you can't just be like you know what we're just gonna break off our power for for these these non-white people yeah privilege is acting like you hit a home run when you were born on second base like things may not be better for you but you always have that one leg up like you started somewhere else now like you don't really get to be, you're still white if you're poor, but it, it's going to be easier to be white and poor than black and poor in America. That are like, fuck no, it, what, hot, what, what, hot tanks. Yeah, white X is better is better and easier than anything uh, uh, non-white X, which is what we uh, spoke about at the top of the show. And we're rehashing it now because we're all just deeply, deeply filled with our white guilt. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, man, being white is so hard. I'm always so guilty that I have it so much better than non-whites. Oh, it's, hard to, like, it's hard to be an ally. You don't always know what to do, but like. Just, I guess, start with recognizing your privilege. It makes you wonder, how, how do white Catholics do it? <laughs> how has it the guilt crushed them into nothing forever guilty i i know so many i know several lapsed catholics and that even though they're not religious like staunchly staunchly not religious will be like oh i'm a catholic and it's it's baffling to me it, it truly is yeah i'm right there oh. with you i i also think catholicism is baffling yeah. Imagine a religion based around breaking one of God's like most sacred rules. And yeah, it's, it's not. I'm not even making a joke or riffing. Like 
Catholicism is. I am. Baffling. I'm making a joke and riffing, but I also do believe that Catholicism is like truly confusing. And, and uh, anytime anyone has tried to explain it to me, it has not been good enough. I'm just like, hey, just literally tell me why, according to according to your religion, it is cool for you to say a prayer to a saint and not to God. And they're just like, well, and I'm just like, well, he made you ten fucking rules. And this is fucking one of them. Don't do this. Anyway, sorry. No, it makes way more sense that a grave robber from the South found secret golden discs that only he could look at. Honestly, they're the same. They're the yeah. same. The, uh, all of it is the same. It's, it's, it's the only thing that differentiates uh, the, 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 jo- uh, the Joseph Smith thing is that that happened somehow like 150 years ago and not 2000 years ago. I, I, I think we, what, what, what was it? We, we went like three weeks without a Maroney reference. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just glad we found I didn't reference Maroney. Maroney is my co-pilot. I referenced Joseph Smith and the Golden Disc. I know. The only he could look at, otherwise your head would explode. And it's totally legit. Trust me. Like, yep. But once you once you start with Joseph Smith, you know where we're going. We're, we're going <laughs> yeah. all the same. Yes, this is this is this is well trod ground. Seems pretty weird uh, that after Joseph Smith passed, like they didn't enshrine the golden plates at least as, as like a way to commemorate it, or for like a, you know like 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 the the Latter Day Saints like Mecca or whatever. They just let yeah. them. I don't know, vanish into nothingness because, or maybe they never existed. Who knows? Anyway, uh, <laughs> when the golden plates when they needed them most, they vanished. So I don't know. I don't know what percentage of our uh, our listenership is uh, is religious, but I feel like if if we just keep going, we could hit all the religions and infuriate everybody that lose all of our listeners, or we could do the opposite and go into our mailbag and have our listeners ask us questions. <laughs> A reasonable plan. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So, uh, because I was looking at stuff on the internet, I managed to knock away the mailbag, so I have to pull it back up. So, professionalism. Yeah, I mean, incredible. Like, <laughs> so, so good. M- yeah. Mike Raids is just being, like, the omni-podcast host this, uh, this week. I truly am. I'm killing it. So, uh, Cleodora Sil- Silvestri uh, is friends with a cursed and then an ellipsis, so your name is just too long to even be on the page. Uh, how long can the multiple factions of Q keep sticking all their favorite bits of bigotry within a single overbloated Ukraine invasion myth that makes Putin the hero before the entire thing collapses like a pyramid built pointy end down? That will never happen. Well, that I mean, that, 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 that's a funny way to phrase that, but uh, that's it's never going to happen. Like, I, I can't imagine what sort of event could happen that would that could ever like rock the the QAnon mythos which is now just this horrible amalgamation of every conspiracy theory that appeals to white nationalists like literally nothing could happen if if we found out tomorrow that Vladimir Putin had like a child sex slave dungeon on top of a bio lab uh, that was filled with Chinese working on coronavirus two. QAnon would somehow just spin that into just being like, "Well, yeah, that was always part, part of, of the plan." plan. <laughs> I mean, that, that that was that was why that was why the good guys tricked Putin into invading Ukraine and therefore getting extra scrutiny on him, so we could discover the dungeons and the bio labs. Like the 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 thing about. 
this amorphous like their fucking their conspiracy theory has turned into the Borg where like even if you get a shot in that rattles them it only works one time and then after that they just adapt to it and from then on they know how to deflect that particular criticism like they've just enshrined themselves in this protective bubble of willful ignorance and just like completely divorcing themselves from reality so that they could be armchair heroes in their own mind the one thing I do wonder about is if, like this, uh, if the, the war in Ukraine starts continues to go as shittily as it is for Russia, and I'm not saying the odds of Putin being overthrown are high, but if that non-zero possibility happened, I really think that that would like just totally blow QAnon's minds. If some group of oligarchs or a chunk of the military or somebody uh, pushed Putin out of power, I heard because- that, like I read that 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 is like actively happening like people like he he's very worried about it anyway my my understanding is putin is like like fired all his household staff because he became desperately afraid of poisoning oh i think i think that kind of stuff is definitely possible but i mean that's Vladimir putin will never go above the first story of a building (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) defenestration is a russian national russian pastime now you, you know what? Here's a, here's a, here's my my hot take for you. Uh, Donald Trump for president of Russia. Oh, M- make Russia great again. They yeah, would, let's that. just let's just give everybody what they want. We'll fucking kick Donald Trump's dumb ass out of America. He could take over Russia, and all these QAnon idiots can love Russia and love Trump at the same time. So good. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. That'd be so good. I I wholly endorse this fan fiction and want and want reality to break to the point where that actually happens. Man, if you want to get the piss tape, that is the quickest way to do it. Yeah. Like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, thank you for the question. Uh, Clutch Zero asks, which QAnon personalities do you think would do best or worst in a poker tournament? That we're you're, you're grading on a, a scale there because I think they're all just, they're all just their lack of critical thinking or understanding, and their hubris would probably make them go broke very quickly. Uh, I really couldn't like it, it would have to be a tournament exclusively of them, and I think the funny thing would be mostly the fact that. Uh, the the luck factor in poker, the bad beats, the things that happen like that, that would feed into their mindset. I think this tournament would be a really great idea because it would lead to so much infighting and ha- hatred between them that like, oh, that no good Jordan Sather, he had the deck, he had the dealer rig that deck, so he beat me and blah blah blah. Because they would never be able to get over the fact that uh, there is. Uh, there are coincidences that the things do happen randomly. Everything to them is part of a plot. Everything to them is part of a conspiracy. And if they actually had to go through that like ordeal of playing a poker tournament amongst themselves, the winner would be beyond arrogant and insufferable because they all have huge egos and they would, and the winner would have to believe that they played the most brilliant poker that had ever been played by any human being. And all the losers and, and all the losers would think they got screwed, that they would think the fix was in the put that guy over them. So I, I don't really have an answer for the direct question, but my answer would actually be, God, do I want to have this happen? If there was some idiot out there, like uh, QAnon John, who is the, the schmuck who pays for all these conventions, and then he goes on uh, Gab and Telegram and posts shit. And it's so funny because like, 
these idiots who don't even have use their real names, like Major Dad and Pepe Lives Matter, they'll post shit like, I like tacos, and they'll get a thousand likes. And QAnon John, who's been pumping all this money into the movement, and he'll post like this five-paragraph thing about how we have to take down Biden and do this and that, and he gets like 80 likes. Like, no one cares about this guy. All people do is take his money. Like, I want that guy to like sponsor the tournament with a big cash payout, get all the other QAnon influencers in there, and by the end of the night, he'll be the deep state. The guy that won the tournament will be the deep state, and everybody else will hate them. It'll be great. So I am now pro-massive QAnon poker tournament because it could only end in tears. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I think that he would go all the way, but the QAnon personality I would like to see in a poker tournament the most is Jim Stewart. Boom, got him. Uh, yeah. I would love Ron, Ron rolling in there with his his fucking cowboy hat and his thinking he's smart, so he must be good at poker. Let, let's <gasps> ban Jaysu from the big tournament, and so he'll go start a smaller, shittier tournament, like far away from the eyes of almost anybody, where he can rant to his tiny fan base about how much the larger poker tournament sucks and he hates it. Uh, but he desperately wishes he could participate. He's like, oh, yeah, like, ah, that that poker tournament is the worst. I hate it. It sucks. God, I wish I could play it. But it's awful. And, oh, man, I wish I could be there. But it's just the worst. <laughs> and I hate it. Fuck, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, man. And he, could just be like, and he could just be like, I cracked this QAnon thing immediately. Chris Moneymaker's Q. I've always said that. <laughs> Money and on. We did it. We did it, everybody. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Placeholder asks, in an ideal world that we don't live in, what safety nets would you like to see set up for negative 48 people as the group splinters and hopefully fades? Uh, for the families around the people that got sucked into the cult, I would love for there to be some, like, I, they could go to QAnon casualties. They can find people to talk to. Um, there are so many people out there that would like to help them understand what their uh, loved one got roped into. As for the loved one themselves, God, I mean, it, it requires so much counseling and dealing with the fact that you, because you have to be in a vulnerable state to actually join a real life, living, breathing cult the way negative 48's group is. So, you need to have a you you need to have a lot of introspection and a lot of uh, work. You have to put in a lot of work in order to find out why you went there, what got you into that place, how you can you avoid that place. I just think that there's a lot that could be done that won't be, as you said, because we're not we don't live in that world. Yeah, and all and I mean the other thing is is that it's really tough for those people because. There's a big stigma about joining a group like this, and that's something that you got you got to have to bear that burden that you bought into an incredible amount of bullshit from some guy that was lying to you about uh, how words and numbers work, and that he was the prophet of God and all that happy horse shit. I mean, that's a tale as old as time. Like- yeah, yeah, and so. It's, I mean, I have to say, I, I mean, people who listen to the show regularly probably already know this, but I'm all out of empathy for the people that joined, that willingly joined up. The families of the people that joined up, the and the children that are involved, and all the people that like it ripples out to in, in FX, like the, the, those people, my heart bleeds for them. I think that sucks. But it's 2022. Like all of the people involved are white, as we've mentioned several times on this episode of the podcast. That means they're on Easy Street. 
Like, I'm sure that they've got their own problems that sort of made them vulnerable enough to buy into this shit. But I haven't become liberal enough where I don't think personal responsibility is a thing anymore. So if you've opted into a cult lifestyle, you don't get to be upset when people are just like, hey, you belong to a cult and fuck you, which is my position on the matter. So for the families, I'm totally 100% with my grands on this one. Like, whatever we can do to help them. They, they like nothing, you know, they didn't do anything. They got caught up in this shit of not their own volition. Uh, for the people that opted in, they should get the same safety net that the flying Grayson's had. <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you for the question. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, uh, where can we invest in uh, Sarge's cryptid currency? Will Woke, Ma- Will Mo- Woke Mothman make an endorsement ad? Uh, woke Mothman's way too woke to endorse crypto. It's bad for the environment, and he yeah, Woke like- Mothman doesn't seem like he would be he would be fucking with any of this uh this sort of shit. Now, I, I think for I think what we should really do is what we really need to do is get get our Hellworld uh, coin off the ground and then uh, trick Elon Musk to talk about it. Yeah, that guy, oh boy, that guy seems like he can't get enough of crypto. He's just he's just constantly making hot crypto takes and just causing stock stock markets to fluctuate because <laughs> the world we live in is like fundamentally broken right now. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, if if I'll tell you now, listeners, if Hellworld ever endorse, endorses endorses <laughs> Uh, crypto NFTs in any way know that we've been replaced because it's all we we are going to rug pull you it is all a scam just watch line goes up like I mean like I wish that I had the moral fiber to make that guarantee but I don't if I ever have an opportunity to sell out to the crypto gods for like I can be bought I'm just gonna I'm just just gonna I'm gonna tell you you Mike the audience God and everyone that I have a price I could be bought I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate on what the price is. Somebody offer me a check, and if it's big enough, then uh, I'll fucking hawk whatever ape you want to be most concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I have lived poor for uh, over thirty years. I, I, I'm kind of over it. being poor, and, uh, so uh, your boy could be bought and paid for. Hundred percent. Good on L for getting that back. <laughs> Boom, nailed it. Uh, also, doesn't it seem like it would be nice to have a super yacht? So, uh, uh, yeah, until the uh, yeah, governments of the world happened. come and steal it. Uh, it seems well, like... And like it, re- repossess it. Super yacht seems like the ultimate... It just sort of seems like the, the, the fucking NFT before NFTs, where it's just like a, a big, stupid, expensive thing that's really only for looking at. It's <laughs> a practical purpose. Yeah. It's just like so dumb. Just I, book uh, a hotel. Just book a fancy hotel. Like own a, own the floor of a hotel. I, like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I like being on a boat as much as the next person, but I've never liked a boat experience enough to be like, you know what? I could really use a three hundred million dollar boat. <laughs> yeah, Sarge was in the army for a reason. Sarge is afraid of the deep ocean. I do not like boats. Well, I'll, I'll go out on a lake and have driven like recreational boats. I like cruise ships. Really wig me out. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, cruise ships like wig me out, but it has nothing to do with the ocean. It's just like, hey, do you want to do you want to be do you want to be trapped in this petri dish with a bunch of the worst the worst people uh, that are just like recklessly on vacation? And it's just like, no, I don't like do, do you want to be trapped on a boat with a bunch of like, you know, middle to elderly aged uh, people that are just going to be knocking back the cheapest vodka available 
in an astonishing amount while not playing shuffleboard and then, you know, get into this public pool that's on this boat, but they can't treat it properly because, you know, you're on the ocean. It's like, this all sounds fucking terrible. Why would anyone want to do this? And it's just like, but you get to look at the coastline of a place. Yeah. Okay. I have Google earth. I could do that. (laughs) I could do that without the fucking, the being riddled with disease and the maybe having a, 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 like, not not that respectable sexual encounter with somebody who might might be sort of out of my typical wheelhouse. <laughs> oh dear! Like, Fuck it, I'm on a boat and I'm drunk. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, that was uh, a thing <laughs> that we talked about. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks for that question. Uh, back on keto, Mike asks, "How many people lost to Q or never coming back?" Um, more, a more lot. Than- more than we more, like more than we would like to acknowledge i mean people will drop out of it and people will lose uh favor with q and q anon but there'll be another conspiracy theory like that the the mind of conspiratorial thinking that doesn't go away for most people like people get into this stuff and then when q fails them they just find a different conspiracy to buy into that's how this actually works for them is just Oh, I want to believe that like the mainstream media is lying about the secret truth and they're not telling me what's going on and all the stuff I see is a false flag. And when Q fails them, they're going to say, oh, shit, maybe the media isn't lying to me. They're going to be like, ah, Q was bullshit, too. He was part of the deep state also. Yeah. And And then they move on to the next con man, the next huckster. And the problem is, is just social media and the Internet has allowed this um, disinformation to just get out there further and become bigger and better than it ever was before. Yeah. So, we, I think we've talked about it like flat earther conspiracy theory really exploded uh, for the first time when smartphones became readily available. And yeah, it's like Mike's saying there, there's always something. I mean, the Illuminati was around for a long time and QAnon just made it bigger and better, but that, that mentality has always been there and it's never going away. So yeah, unfortunately few and far between are the people that managed to disengage from cult behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that question. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks uh, the, the, the Cretans are somehow getting more pro Putin and anti Ukraine. What are the odds that they'll decide that the Ukrainians aren't even human, but are clones, robots, demons, vampires, because they don't have much lower to go. Uh, dehumanization is like the last line of when you, of uh, calling your enemy a bad guy. I mean, they've already gone to the point of calling Ukraine uh, Nazis and that they have uh, child trafficking camps. So they've already called them pedophiles and Nazis. Uh, when they actually get to the point of calling them demons would be uh, that's, I don't know. I don't know if like Putin would go that far, but, there are definitely going to be people in QAnon that will cross that line at some point because when you start, when you see all these uh, videos of all the carnage and the war and all these civilians being killed by the Russians, you have to have a justification for that. You have to have a defense for why the Russians have done that. And the answer is, oh, they're not even human. They're not actually real people. So that makes start okay. at burning books. You don't start at putting people in ghettos. You have to it's like mike's saying it's a gradual lead up and the dehumanization is usually one of the last steps and yeah 
Okay. Although to be fair, like I, I don't think they need. I don't think they can get any less human in the minds of these people to begin with. Because in order to be pro-war, you have to be looking at the footage coming out of the Ukraine. You know, not the heroic footage of the Ukrainians like beating back attacks, but the footage of like people in line at a pharmacy getting shelled for no reason and like dead in the streets and looking at that and just be like, yeah, sir, I'm fucking right. Putin. Yeah. Kick ass. Like how much less human can you make those people? They're literally dead on the street and you're looking at their bodies and just being like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it would be different if Ukraine did anything wrong, but they have literally no evidence to support any of their claims because all their claims are bullshit. So I feel like, you know, it would be a lateral move at best if they started to refer to like, oh, you, all the Ukrainians are clones anyway. So it's just like, OK, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that you don't mind when innocent civilians are getting shelled on the street. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're inhuman monsters. That's basically the best way to describe it. Uh, well, that was incredibly bleak. So let's pivot around <laughs> to the uh, the question we always ask at the end of every episode, which is, uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Ooh, um, what am I looking forward to? We we talk about it all the time on Binge Wordy. I am enjoying Elden Ring, so I'm looking forward to playing more of that uh, when I get a chance here. I have enjoyed it more than uh, any other video game in a long time, and that continues to surprise me. So I, I'm just going to go with Elden Ring this week. I, I really am having a good time. Uh, I have date night after we're done recording, which is uh, great because I spent the rest of my day uh, before recording the old pod uh, having to do a bunch of heavy lifting and moving shit up and down into my basement. So it will be nice to uh, to get the fuck out of here and go out into the world for a little bit and enjoy uh, a light dinner and some company and just do do anything that isn't lifting mattresses up and down stairs. <laughs> Keep it, uh, keeping it tight. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying the fact that I've kind of st- I've started my new uh, job at my work, and that was a lot of fun. And it also involved me being way more active than I was as a poker dealer. Because when you're a poker dealer, uh, FYI, you're incredibly sedentary. Whereas when you, yeah, when when you are uh, a manager and you're in your ch- walking around like watching. Uh, Dealers taking in money, uh, paying out bets, doing all this kind of stuff. You're actually kind of hustling and bustling around ye old casino floor. And yesterday, probably for the first time in forever, I got like 10,000 steps in on my on my little calculator on my phone. I walked like almost four and a half miles in a day, which I definitely haven't done in forever. So I was just like, holy shit. I'm like... I'm allowed to be physically active and receive comp- financial compensation. I need to start doing this podcast on a treadmill while I'm here. So, <laughs> so standing you, desk, baby. That's yes. Let, let me tell you if you, if you want to be physical active, physically active and get paid for it, do I have the job for you? Go down to your local recruiting station. Uh, yeah, that was, that will never. That level of physical activity is be, I four and a half four and a half miles of barely walking over the course of a nine hour shift. That was exertion for me compared to. Uh, I, I'm I'm out the first day in boot camp. I'm I'm done. That is that is uh, uh, there. Uh, God bless you, Sarge. God bless you for being able to do that, which I could never do. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, um, yeah, sorry. God, God bless you. And God bless all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting us. If you'd like to continue to support us, the easiest, freest way to do so is to just tell a friend or tell anybody that, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, uh, you would like to de-stupidfy. If you were just like, hey, educate yourself by listening to these chunguses. And then they're just like, these guys talk a lot about 80s cartoons. What am I going to learn from them? Uh Make sure you tell them uh, not to worry about that part. Only listen to the Q and on parts. The rest is just there for their amusement. Uh, if you have a, if you have some jingle jangle in your pockets that you'd like to throw our way, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics. Anyone who donates to the $5 and above tier gets access to all of our bonus content over 40 hours of which, including series uh, such as Kabbalah and what we do out of shadows and various other uh, little bibs and bobs for your uh, anti QAnon perusal. Uh, big shout out to this week's beautifuler baby, Evan H. Welcome to the team. Evan, hope you're enjoying all of that sweet, sweet bonus content. If you don't want to give your money to us, but you'd like to do a little good with it, uh, you can donate to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and, or, and exploitation. Or you can go ahead and donate it to any of the various charities that are supporting Ukraine's defense of their nation against Russian incursion. Uh, so go ahead and uh, feel free. And I, we won't even complain about it this week. Normally, we're just like, hey, we want your money instead. Uh, but this week, nah. If, if you if you got some money and you want to give it to somebody, give it to Ukraine. Um, this is the part of the show where I'd like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for providing our intro song. Uh, DJ Minimal Effort remains too cool for social media, so there's no way for you guys to thank him personally. So allow me to thank him on your behalf. Thanks, DJ Minimal Effort. You're a real mensch. Our buddy Frosty, who does our bumps, our content warning, the voice of Q whenever we need it. He can be found on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you'd like to go over there and tell him that you like what he's doing uh, and maybe solicit voice acting work out of him for your own projects. If you can't get enough of myself and Sarge, you can hear our spinoff podcast where we talk about pop media stuff. Uh, this week, uh, we are continuing our uh, dive into Batman in media, specifically uh, movies uh, in Bat March or March Comes in Like a Batman. You can find that at BingeWordy, B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. And you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy, spelled the same way. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been your host, Hellworld L, joined by our wonderful military man, Hellworld Sarge, and of course, our expert in all things QAnon crazy, the man of the hour, Mr. Mike Rains. And as always, good to speed, patriots! A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.